just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> And <laughs> we're just going to start by laughing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, people brothers and around sisters. the globe. Welcome to our latest edition of the Robin Kelly Show. I'm Kelly Alpert here with my buddy Rob Kay and a very special guest who we will introduce momentarily. That's right. And I, I just have one thing to say to start the show. Dudette. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so that that's a little tease you will introduce our guest in just a little bit but he is a dude of disruption just like me yes. so welcome to the show thank you and i'm a dude out of disruption that's so i'm gonna right. try to fit into the boys club right tonight, on but. yes yes so how are you doing robbie it's springtime spring has sprung it's like it's 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 toasty here in new york city i've got spring fever how about you i mean it, i always have spring i know fever. <laughs> every year i get spring fever every year and it's awesome it's part of being like a human being and alive but uh and also, baseball season has started, which, oh, Callie, I, I know you just anxiously were awaiting it. And even though I'm a big Met fan, they were winning 3 nothing when I left. Jay Bruce had just hit his fifth home run of the week, first week of the season. Even though our guest is a Yankee fan, he is completely <laughs> welcome on this show. Okay, good. Well, that's that definitely that says a lot because yeah. we don't, the initiation here is sort of tough. That's right. I've been paying attention to, um, well, now it's done, but a little bit of college basketball, the NCAA. So I just want to be kind of down with the guys tonight. Okay. That's about as far as I can go with this conversation. Right, that's cool. That's cool. I was cool. aware that some basketballs were being bounced on basketball court <laughs> for the last few months, and I rest my case. That's about, that's it. How's that? Pretty good, right? That, that's very good. All right, good. Callie's always trying, so it's, it's excellent. <laughs> and I just want to also say to everybody, thank you so much yes. for listening. We've gotten some really great emails, some of which I need to share with you, Callie, comments and texts and different things that people are saying where um, someone told me they, they were rushing out. They had heard about our show. I told them about it. They were rushing out of the house and they started to listen to an episode the Beshared episode and they decided to go in and make a, a pot of coffee sit down and listen to the whole episode and it changed their whole day oh, nice. so it's just stuff like that we love hearing and just we really want to thank all the listeners because without our listeners we wouldn't have a show yeah it would I, just be yeah. us sitting here saying so how, <laughs> how was your day it was all right it was same as the last time we talked about this you mean the first few months of our podcast yeah the radio that's station, right sort of that exactly we actually sort of lived it yeah and i'd also like to congratulate us on a momentous milestone that we just reached today with our downloads right yeah we hit a big milestone of downloads we're not going to tell everybody the number oh it's <laughs> we're gonna it's like jelly beans in a, in a jar. yeah you it's to guess it, yourself. it was very impressive for us and considering we've done this grassroots and just you know having one person tell another person about it. So we're doing very well and really building our audience. So yeah. thank you everybody for listening. And now before you introduce our guest, I'm just, I'm even chuckling at us because thanks to our guest, yes. we are futzing with our phones and doing Facebook live tonight and shares and all these things that we've never, I, you know, it's not a big deal for other people, but for right. us to be actually touching our phones and talking to the microphone at the same time is a very new horizon for us. So right. we've been, that in and of itself is a big deal. We've been doing a little FaceTime I'm live mm -hmm. you know, before the show, after right. the show a little bit. We we haven't done actually a live episode like that. So this this is another hurdle, another achievement for the Rob yes, and Callie show. Is. Pretty incredible. But you're doing all right? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well. I had an interesting um 
I'm going to give a shout out to um, actually a future guest of ours, someone who'll be joining us, Tony Leroy, who's a New York City based intuitive counselor, right? Who I had a session with today, so that was really fun and cool. interesting. And you know, I need to get my woo woo on every once in a while, yep. every, like every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really, really, um, it was special, and I highly recommend anybody who's just looking for somebody who needs a good reading or some intuitive guidance. Um, he's yeah, he's the he's the stuff. Well, remember, I think it was last year we went to a Tony Leroy event. Yes, we did. And he had everybody go around the room and say an affirmation that they came up oh, with, yeah, and then right, he yeah. was going to give a reading off the affirmation. So my affirmation was, "I am a success." And he looked at me and he goes, "You need to be successful for yourself." And I was like, "Okay, good point. <laughs> I'm going to remember that." You know, as a recovering people pleaser, I will remember that. <laughs> so he's he was great. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that was fun, and yeah, some other nice. Um, did a bunch of. And I've had a microphone in front of my face all day today because I was doing some um, lovely interviews for another client. So it's been a nice day. Cool. And it's very sunny outside and hot. Mm. Yeah, it really was a beautiful day in the city. Yes. Just these are the days we love in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so let's start the yeah, show. Let's. We're going to introduce our Enough guest. Our guest today is Nicholas, Coach Nick Papadopoulos. Um, coach Nick is an author, speaker, and facilitator. He's an executive coach, and he does things around transformational and leadership topics. He's also a committed disruptor. <laughs> he delivers transformation and disruption in the areas of leadership development, corporate culture, team dynamics, and personal development. He also runs men group, men's groups in New York City. And Nick is the host of the Dudes of Disruption. Dude. An, dude. An FM ra- It's so cool to have a dude on the show. Like, dude, dude. Um, I am so outnumbered. No, no, no. You're the dudette. But I it's, do enjoy some testosterone, so. There you go. It's, it's dude, dude, and dudette. Okay. See? Right. All right, good. Or dudette, dude, and dude. It's the name of go. our band. Right. <laughs> um, Nick also is the host of Dudes of Disruption, which is on uh, FM uh, WHCR 90.3 Sundays, 2 to 3 Eastern Time. And you can also check out his podcast on <coughs> iTunes and Podomatic. So welcome to the welcome. show, Coach Thank you, Nick. guys. Thank you for having me. So yeah, nice to man. see you. Nice now, here. now, I may be a Yankees fan, but I have Jay Bruce on my fantasy baseball yes. team. Yes. So does that does that what? give me some street cred in this room here? No, Dude, not not with you. <laughs> so I'll tell Callie the story after the show, but basically Jay Bruce is looking to bounce back and have a big year. The right. Mets traded oh, okay. for him last right. year, and he's already kicking ass. Exactly, so it's great you have him on your fantasy exactly. Team. Yes, he's having Jay Bruce is having a transformation. Oh, okay. yes. Right. All right. Thanks for now. You're interpreting. Now you're speaking my language. Exactly. I like how you just girled that up a little. Thank you for that. That's right. That's well, right. thank you guys for having me on the show tonight. Oh, it's, yeah. It's nice great to, to be here. here. Welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you back in the yeah. studio. Thank you. We. Yeah. we uh, uh, Nick does the Dudes of Disruption, which is an excellent show. Lots of fun, lots of knowledge, Thank lots you. of different things to think about. And so, you know, maybe a place to start is just to give us your background. How did you become Coach Nick? How did I become Coach Nick? I would say it happened by accident. Actually, somebody asked me that question uh, this past week. It was part of my homework assignment. Uh, I turned 50. 
And my men's group Happy gave birthday. me th- thank you, and That's you guys right. you guys Happy participated and That's partook right. in the yeah. festivities. Little, little pyramid club action, yeah, exactly. Right. Throwback eighties, exact fun. throwback eighties, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It really is the throwback eighties. I don't think that place has been cleaned <laughs> since the eighties. <laughs> That's right. And I told Nick tonight, I'm like, could you wear that Pink Floyd jean vest <laughs> that you wore that night at the party? <laughs> <was> so classic. <laughs> that was so classic. I'm shocked it still it still fit me. So I'm not sure <laughs> how that's possible. And that's what I was going to commend you. I mean, that thank in you. and of itself is yeah, very thank you. impressive. So my men's group gave me a homework assignment in, in light of the fact that I was turning 15. One of the questions they asked me to answer was, what's one of your biggest surprises? And I would say being becoming Coach Nick, getting into the world of transformation and leadership development and facilitating, that's definitely one of my biggest surprises. How I got into it, the Reader's Digest version is, I started out in, in the sales world, in the corporate world, and I was a rock star sales guy for a Fortune 100 company, got promoted to manager, got promoted to director, I then became a VP of sales, managing 300 people for a public company, all going great. And the one thing that I found during that time was that the thing I loved most was mentoring people, mm. developing people, inspiring people, creating a uh, uh, thriving culture, uh, really tending to the team dynamics. Like That was the part. And people started calling me Coach Nick. And what I liked least was all the other stuff. Mm. Working with the boards and you know creating strategy and business plans and all that. I mean, I liked it and I was yeah, good at it. But mechanical. what? But you know when when uh, you know when you're lit up when yeah. you get unleashed. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> when my company got acquired and I was looking for my next gig, the universe has a funny way of making things happen. I'd say about seven or eight people approached me individually and said, "Hey, Nick." Next, while you're looking for your next gig, can you coach me? You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Can you coach me? And then there was one company that came to me also and said, hey, can you come in and do some training with our team? And all of a sudden, I was in business. I didn't have a tax ID number. I didn't know what to charge. (laughs) I didn't have a business card. All I knew is that people that I had worked for me for the previous 10 years had called me Coach Nick. I knew I had a passion for, as I said, training, developing, mentoring, building cultures, empowering cultures. I knew that's what I was really good at. And I was in business. And that's really how it started. It happened by accident. But what I also always say is there are no accidents. Yeah. You know, I think that you're always vibrationally putting out into the universe mm-hmm. what's important to you. And it, it attracts the people you know, towards you. It attracts the situation and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't an accident. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I'll say about it is I think what is important is to keep your eyes wide open and be open to what is coming you know to be present to what's happening or not what's, what's not up. even happening for that matter what what's showing up exactly to really be present to it because I think sometimes we have it like this is how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and the game is all made up anyway. So just, yeah. you know, make it up as you go along. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. what I try and do. I'm like, there are no rules, really. Yeah. Although we're going to talk about some rules tonight. But right. even with those, you can play around with exactly. them. Exactly. Well, when I say the game is made up, clearly there's there's some rules of engagement that work, yeah. right? And at the same time, everything, you know, these microphones, somebody made them up. You know, this building, this the studio that we're sitting in, somebody it's made all up. All this equipment, it's all yeah. made. This show, someone just <laughs> made it up. This show is made up, exactly. It's all perception, exactly. Yeah, the dudes of disruption, we made it up. We just said, hey, let's do, let's do a show around disrupting your automatic. And so it's all made up. And so I think what's important is, again, to really trust your voice, 
trust your intuition, um, uh, take responsible risks. Uh, I think everything is a, an opportunity. Everything's an experience. Everything's a learning. Is a learning. Uh, there's no. I don't consider things right or wrong. And so again, you know, the Coach Nick thing appeared, and I've been tending to it ever since. That's great. I'm curious though, because I often um, find I do believe in the whole adage of you know, um, uh, sort of the doctor heal thyself or heal others, heal thyself, heal thyself, <laughs> heal others. You right. know. So, what was it about you or the way that you came up or grew up that um, that connected with helping other people transform or guiding other people? Was there something in you that you were healing in the process? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I was and I still am healing. Um, you know, my dad said to me. Uh, a long, long time ago when I was growing up, he said, he said, you're smart. And I said, oh, okay. Goes, no, no, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure, right. I go, and he goes, no, 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 really, you're smart. He's like, you, you get people. Um, he said, you know, your cousin this and your cousin that, like they're really good at school and getting, you know, A's and, and being, you know, and being really, you know, top of their class. You get people. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time somebody actually called me smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the first time I realized I had a, a, a unique talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I was growing up, what I realized was that um, there is something to intuition. There is something to energy and vibing with people's ways of being. Um, you know, th- that there's something more than even just beyond the, the words that people are sharing, right? Yeah. The words are yeah, important. It's... Don't get me wrong. That's actually one of the rules of disruption, which is you know, being, you know, watching what you say and how you say it. And at the same time, I really got in tune with paying attention to the energy uh, that existed within a person or even inside of a group. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's so important in sales or just in life in general. Yeah. It's like paying attention to what's going on in the room. So we're going to be going to our first break. And when we come back, we're going to start to get into the rules of disruption. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Rob and Callie show on this very springy, summery, New York City, balmy evening. How is that for a few cool adjectives? Um, we are here with Coach Nick, and we're talking about what it means to be a dude of disruption, as he is well known for. And um, so I want, we want to talk about the word disruption or disruptor. Right. You know, I, um, I mean, we know what it means traditionally, just sort of what the, what the, um, the literal translate, you know, meaning is for the, for the word. Right. But I've been hearing it more, even I've even used it and I'm a television producer by trade and a digital content producer um, when I'm not here at the studio. And, you know, it's becoming, there's something sexy about that word now. And I see people using it as a, because I think it used to have sort of a negative connotation as if there was some trouble attached or something that was anti you know going against the grain or right. a rebellious in a way that people found troublesome now i think people are using it um, at least in certain capacities as sort of a sexy word right for meaning you're shaking things up or you're challenging the constructs right is that um how did you come to form a relationship with that word i mean you're absolutely right about it's meant to shake the construct She's is she the smart one of the two. Is that? Is that, she, that sounds very. You know, you're smart just figuring that out. You're, <laughs> you're getting the show. <laughs> I feel smart just following her. Oh, you're very kind. Um, wow, I like this. All guys in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, the, all the attention. <laughs> you know what? This is, I, I think we got a whole new thing. Callie's like her. Rob. Can we yeah. Nick back on the show next <laughs> yeah, week? Yeah, right. Like what a guest. wonderful guest. Um, <laughs> you know, our show is called Due to Disruption, and 
it's all about disrupting the automatic. And, and my higher purpose is to disrupt the automatic so that people become awakened so they get to leave their mark. Mm-hmm. And so disrupting the automatic is, is actually meant to be something lovable and enjoyable and positive and empowering. It's meant to just say that you have choices. You know, I think often many folks or often in our lives, we operate like this is just how it is that I don't have any choices. You know, this is, this is the, 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 the rule book that I was given. These are, these are the, the, the deck of cards that I was given. And disrupting the automatic is about saying disrupt the automatic, literally disrupt the status quo, disrupt, you know, going to work the same way every day, mm-hmm. not because it's wrong, by the way, mm-hmm. there's actually nothing wrong with what you're doing. Rather, choose it, whatever you're doing, the relationship, the job that you have, the team of people that you manage, the, the neighborhood that you live in, right? Disrupt the automatic so that you choose with eyes wide open, because when you choose with eyes wide open, you become awakened, you become unleashed, you, be, you, you get on fire, basically. You're on the court, basically, right? Mm-hmm. You're on the court of life, mm-hmm. rather than when you're in this automatic, you're actually in the audience watching the play, mm-hmm. right? You're in the audience watching, you know, watching life happen up on the stage. And so that's my relationship to disrupting the automatic or disruption is really about unleashing people and awakening them so again they can leave their mark because i think that's one of the the juiciest part of the part of our lives is our ability to leave a legacy yeah you know to leave something behind mm-hmm. right to pay it forward if you will mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's that's kind of what again what we're trying to do with this show is you know have a voice on the show and help people feel empowered to make a difference in the world or do something or follow their passion or you know leave a legacy right so so you have some of these rules of disruption maybe yes. we can start to get into them sure uh so i've got five rules of disruption they're not in any particular order but if you force me if you if you throw water at me i may be forced you to give prioritize you them? give you give you some of my you know top you know one or two yeah um but i'll give sure. i'll give you the five again in no particular order um the first one is to and maybe this is probably the most important one for me is to always be noticing it's always to be in an inquiry right to notice um what triggers you what turns you on what excites you what turns you off who bothers you right to just notice and even notice your your body sensations right like notice when you get hot notice when you get nervous notice when you're twitching just to constantly be noticing you know somebody once said to me that great leaders tell on themselves and and the the access point like to expression. tell on yourself yeah. is by being in an inquiry right is to is to always really be thinking about okay w- what's happening here why is it happening it's and and why am i again Getting turned on or getting turned off? Why am I migrating towards one person? Why am I moving away from another person? Um, a second one would be planning from the future, not from your past. Mm, that's a good one. Well, I think often we live we live uh, in in our present moment like we are right now, but with with um, the past paradigm in the present. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. So we're. Def- I, I don't relate to that. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that? Project, I've never what? looked at the past. <laughs> what? Well, right. I don't regret anything. I had this conversation today with that with the guy that I told you that I'd met with earlier. We were talking about that. Yeah. Just the idea that we, you know, we come to that that it's good to be mindful of our old stories being projected on our current situation and how to maybe try to break up that reflex when you can. Yeah, yeah I mean. 
I actually would say that the past is this could this may be pro- provocative. I think the past is irrelevant. Mm. Mm. I really do. I mean, I know. I, and, and listen, it's coming from a guy who was a history major at NYU, <laughs> right? Uh, but you know, because I, I was sold a, 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 a I was sold on the fact that hey, you can learn from your past, and instead the disruption is. The past is the past. Like, keep it there, right? So that now in the present and the future, you've got more space. Mm -hmm. You've got more room to actually go and create and be innovative. And so the second disruption, the second disruptive rule is to plan from the future Mm. and make it up. Going back to this point about that the game is all made up, you get to make up whatever it is. And, And one of the ways to do that is by making big, hairy audacious goals making big hairy audacious declarations you know visualizing and and talking about it and focusing your eye on that right uh i i think that you can create just like you said before you know you created a show out of thin air you made a declaration and you created it versus if you if you operated from the past paradigm well i've never been on radio or i don't know anybody from radio is that is that what rob was doing the whole time no we were both you're both doing it equally some of our yeah we both brought our stuff to the actually i was like just press record and let's go (laughs) 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 but but we take your point i mean it's also like i always think it's almost like a metaphor the metaphor i have in my head anytime i Try, you know, I try to remember and try to be mindful of these things that you're bringing up is, you know, almost like a clean canvas that you're just, you know, like Jackson Pollock before he's yeah, exactly. the, big, the first, you know, big bit of paint on a just very, very clean canvas so that every situation you come to, right. every chapter of your life, you're starting anew as much as you can every day, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? Which is hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I think, it, I think when you shift the paradigm to the future, <clears throat> to let the future dictate the present mm. versus yeah. the past dictating the present. I think you do actually retrain your your brain patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you reset your brain patterns mm-hmm. uh, in a different way and so that you're constantly creating. I think planning yeah. from the future allows you to be creative. I don't mean creative, um, you know, as an artist, but creative like being being resourceful and being innovative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes <laughs> what gets in the way of people planning for the future is they start to worry about it. Yes. And I say that's using our imagination in a negative way. Yes. So just when you're thinking about the future, use your imagination in a positive way. Yes. And just imagine, like positive visualization really does work. So it's like just imagine some of the greatest things you can think of. You know, when we were little kids, we were so great at imagining, you know, some people right. had imaginary friends like Callie yes. and it's like <laughs> I still do <laughs> actually me too so that's They're another actually that's another party. episode we'll do imaginary friends so it's like you know it's <laughs> kids know to use their imagination right. and then when we become adults we're like oh I have to be practical I have to really think this through it's like no sometimes don't worry about it. just imagine it and then see what happens yeah the, one of the keys I'm glad you just said that one of the keys to planning from the future and having the future dictate the present is to trust I really believe the distinction of trust is really, really important. Putting it out there, right? Making that big, hairy, audacious declaration and commitment, right? And doing it in front of lots of people and doing it often, right? And and really being engaged in it and then trusting. Yeah. Not getting stuck, again, on how it's supposed to look Mm -hmm. or how how it's supposed to go. Trusting that I am clear as day. As to what I want, what I'm creating, what I'm desiring, you know, why I desire it, mm-hmm. and really trusting yourself. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we've all proven, we all have evidence that we can figure stuff out. <laughs> when our back is up against the wall, we've always proven it. Yeah. And so I'm always encouraging my clients that I coach, I'm always encouraging them, trust 
trust, 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 like lean in or lean back, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Trust that it's going to work out. What you want to be concerned about is are you clear as day as to what you want and with whom you want to do it with and 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 what does it look like and feel like and sound like and all that and at the same time trust that it's going to it's going to happen in a way that it's meant to happen because yeah. that sometimes i think is one of the one of the bigger kind of hurdles i've experienced this a lot on my own and i see it with other people is the lack of clarity right yeah. you know let alone or, or separate from uh, manifesting it or putting the pieces in place to make it happen is just having the clarity and the sense of vision of what it is that you want i agree and I putting all your energy towards yeah. that um, one of my friends on on facebook live is saying leave the how quote unquote to the universe mm, that's yeah. right Thank you, friend. Yeah, it's true. That's, <laughs> That's a good right. point. It's important. Yeah. So if, what number are we on? Three? Three. Are we on three? Yeah. Okay, I got to hurry up, right? No, no take your great. time. Yeah, take no a way. breath. All right. Relax. Do you we're... need a drink? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the third rule of disruption would be um, to look in the mirror first, um, especially when you're getting triggered by someone else Yeah. Um, or when you find yourself judging other people. Um, I always... I always say if you're if you're again reacting or dancing with someone else and it could be an individual or a group of people it could be a political group right it could be another department in, in inside of your company if you're getting triggered or you have judgment, then the place to look, again, in the spirit of being in an inquiry, mm-hmm. is to look in the mirror first mm-hmm. because there's something about you that it's revealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever's bugging you, yeah. it's revealing something about maybe you might be that way or you have, you have tendencies to be that way as well or that you're relating and interacting to the, with the world that way as well. Yeah. So I'm always saying look in the mirror first. That's the disruption rather than... What's Rob doing? What's Callie not doing? What's Sam, you know, what's Sam saying over there? Why am I noticing that? Out of all the hundreds and thousands of things happening in a millisecond, yeah. why am I noticing that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, well, it's an, and, and to look at it as an opportunity. Because everybody, yes. every situation, every person we encounter is holding up a mirror to us, really. Exactly. It's just like you said, being open to really looking at it and, and recognizing it as something that could help us grow. Yes. It's yeah. not fun. It's not pretty all the time. Right. But it yeah. works. Right. Yeah. And there's that expression, you spot it, you got it. So oh, sometimes, yes. you know, oh, yeah, yeah that there must one. be that in me as well. Or, uh, you know, some people, when they're they're blaming somebody or they're judging somebody, sometimes they're really doing that themselves, especially to themselves. You know, a lot of the times our outside relationships reflect how we're treating ourselves. But no, so Great my point. other my question to that point, and Nick, maybe you can answer this because I need some free advice. Is <laughs> <laughs> we've got you hostage for another half hour. Now you right. know, is, Nick. Now you know why Callie a, wanted me to book yeah, you for yeah, the show. Exactly. She's okay. like, "What about Coach Nick? Why don't right. we have him I'm on?" Putting on the is Coach it, Nick hat. Here you go. Oh, you know, you already are. You're doing great. You're in it. Um, is it always the case, though? Is it always? Could it possibly be that something somebody's doing really just is genuinely not jibing for you, or annoying, or inappropriate? Or is it always a reflection of our own stuff, the way we see other people? Like, how absolute is it? You know what I mean? I'm going to lean towards absolute. It doesn't doesn't dang excuse it. the fact, dang it, uh, it doesn't excuse the fact or it doesn't take the, take the other person out of the equation. So if someone is always late to meetings or someone's always interrupting you in meetings or in conversations, yes, that's annoying. And oh, by the way, you might want to look in the mirror. And look at where you're doing that also. Where are you not listening? 
in conversations or where are you not listening mm-hmm. when people are sending you an email? Are you reading the emails? Are you reading the articles that people share with you? Are people, you know, are you reading the information that people give you? So yes, it's annoying to get interrupted. And at the same time, I think it still reveals something about you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to head to another break. And um, when we come back, we'll go through the other two rules of disruption. And we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. We're here with Coach Nick. And we just had a little digression during the commercial break. We were talking about chocolate massages. Mm. Apparently, I'm introducing you guys to a whole concept that yeah. you didn't know. We're yeah, talking about Hershey I, Park, and yeah. I know they offer I, them there. I wish I would have known. I was just at Hershey Park <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, so wasn't me. <laughs> now you know for the next trip. And you <laughs> can leave the kids at home. Exactly. It wasn't me revealing too much about my personal life. I was telling you that there is a legitimate thing that they offer out there. This is this is the Hershey Park not located in Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's in the village. It's in the village, right. right. It's right off right. McDougal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hit it after the Pyramid Club. <laughs> Nick, I got your next birthday celebration <laughs> location. Your 60th birthday, brother. Your 60th birthday. So, so yeah. before, before the break, we were talking about the um, your, like the top five sort of tenets of yes. disruption. You want to get to the other two? Last two, yeah. Um, the fourth one would be having a clear higher purpose. I call it a higher purpose. Some people call it a mission. But having a higher purpose, something something that is much larger than yourself. I think that gives you the opportunity to be connected to something much larger than yourself, right? That you actually are not the point. That the, the real point is something much, much, much bigger. I mentioned my higher purpose is to awaken humanity, awaken people so that everyone gets to leave their mark. Now, you can interpret that in a lot of different ways, but that's what drives me every day. So regardless of what I'm doing or where I am or with whom I'm doing it with, that's always in the backdrop. And all the choices and decisions I make or actions I take or don't take, I filter that through my higher purpose. The fifth rule of disruption would be your language. Because language, I really do believe, creates what you have, right? So I'm here in studio tonight because of my language. Yes, my thoughts as well and the feelings I, I generate. And certainly language is really, really powerful way to manifest what shows up, what you bring, what you attract. And I think it's really important, again, going back to the first rule, which is always being in an inquiry, paying attention to your language, paying attention to what you say, how you say it, when you say it, paying attention to also what you don't say. And what you don't focus on. Mm-hmm. When I'm coaching folks, when I'm coaching people one-on-one, or when I'm doing a group training, you know, group a team dynamic type of program or team building activity, I'm paying attention to what are people talking about? What are they focused on? What are, what's their eye on? Because I think that reveals a great deal about what they're manifesting and what they're creating. Yeah. So there they are. Those are the five rules. Yay. Yay. We got through it. Nick. We got through it. That's that's the disruption in in and of itself. I got it done (laughs) within about 15 to 20 minutes. (laughs) No, you did great. We got lots of time. You did so good. Yeah. So before we get into the other five rules of being an effective dude, I just want to talk about being a dude. Okay. Dude. So for me. What is being a dude? So part of being a dude for me is that I have all these different sides to me. I'm like a, a warrior. I'm sensitive i'm compassionate you know i can be vulnerable i can be strong i can be chivalrous i can be all these different things and i was thinking about two of the episodes that callie and i did early on one is chivalry is cool 
and sensitivity is sexy. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why we came up with the sensitivity one is I was talking about how one of the challenges for me has been to accept my own sensitivity right. most of my life, even though I feel like I'm a warrior and I can be very strong at the same time. Yes. And I remember after we met Sam, Sam's on the board tonight, and we were introduced to the station, I listened to one of your episodes of Dudes of Disruption. Cool. And Thank I you. listened to you, and you sounded like this strong guy who's very brave and courageous, which I felt like I identify with, but you sounded really sensitive as right. well. And like I remember you, you told me about that when you first listened. I remember that. Yeah, and I was like, this guy sounds like me. <laughs> like, he's he's my kind of dude. Like, like, oh, that, shit. That's, you said, I know that. That dude, yeah, yeah, Spicoli, Spicoli, right? Was that, 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 that was a bad, <laughs> bad imitation. That, yeah, yeah, I know that dude, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Hand. Right, right. If it's your time and my time, isn't it our time? Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so last times at Ridgemont High. No, but it's like I love meeting dudes like you because you. those are the brothers that I have in my life and sisters who are dudettes like that. Right, where we balance the yin and the yang in us and all the different sides to us. Yes, I love that. Um, we also did a show called Men and Vulnerability, um, which I think is, I, I think actually vulnerability is where you access your power mm-hmm, as, totally. a, as a dude, as, yeah. a, as a man. And I think vulnerability gets this really bad play, yeah. obvious, for, for a lot of obvious reasons. Yeah. And I think most people relate to vulnerability like it's, it's tears, and it may be tears sometimes, but I think it's vulnerable to come here on the radio like like you guys do every every Tuesday night right at eight o'clock yeah or like I do on Sundays at two o'clock right that's vulnerable putting yourself in a vulnerable position right so that people could poke at you it's vulnerable to invite people like I did last week to a party what if people don't show up what if people don't have fun right what if people don't get along that's vulnerable telling people what you stand for you know I said one of my rules of disruption is Declaring your higher purpose. Part of de- declaring your higher purpose, you're sharing what's important, right? You're you're telling people, this is what I like to do. This is how I like to roll. What if people laugh at me? Mm. Yeah. Right? There's people on Facebook right now watching us, right? What if people say, yeah, you know what? Not for me. Right. That's vulnerability. So, um, you know, I, I love that you brought up the, the warrior and the sensitivity part because I think being vulnerable is being a warrior. Yeah. I, I really do. I do too. I've always, you know, and I, I'm not relating to it in the same way from a man's point of view, although as a woman, I've always been extremely attracted to men that had equal parts alpha, you know, yin and yang or sensitive and strong or whatever, you know, adjectives you want to use. But vulnerability in and of itself, I have always believed is is a strength. The more, the closer you have, the, the more balls or chutzpah you have to get close to it, to me, the stronger, you know, you are. That to me, it's a, it's an indicator. Right. You yeah. know, because it shows that you are, there's a lack of self-consciousness, there's a lack of need for control. Right. Or there's a, you know, I mean, at least the attempt at that. None of us are perfect, but at least it shows that we're not letting other people control how we feel about ourselves yeah i to go back to um how we started this conversation about what's a dude yeah um you know and one of the things i I like about rob and what attracts me to rob is your your willingness to just be yourself you know it's like you know you know the cliche like what you see it took years of therapy yeah well it it, it worked you know whoever that therapist is you might want to plug them or put them on the show (laughs) i do i do think that being being part of being a a a great dude an effective dude a cool dude is your your ability to to be okay with yourself yeah i mean it it, listen you it starts here Mm -hmm. right you 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 gotta be a okay with 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 yourself um 
if I can remember this well, I, I, once, I once heard this, this rhyme, which was, I love me so that I can love you, so that you can love you, so that you can love me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it starts with me, me being good with me in order for them to have some room for you and then for you to be filled up to then give it back to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I totally agree with you. I think, I think it's the combination of warrior, fierce, the vulnerability, the sensitivity. And I also think part of being a dude, being a, a cool dude, is being okay with just being a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like not having to be, you know, something different because some best selling book said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's just like, you know, like, hey, I like going to Yankee, Yankee games and standing up and chanting, you know, when there's, there's two strikes. I like to do that. And at the same time, we could talk about, you know, Catcher in the Rye and we could talk about, you know, Dark Side of the Moon and we could talk about anything that we want, you know, all of it. Yeah. There's so many different things. Thanks yeah. for those references, by the way. Very 1970s. I'm Very so 1970s. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. I think Callie's getting like, a little crush on that you. Was, that was like foreplay right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not Holden Call from Cold World. I don't know. That yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah, right. But you know what I mean. Um, no, but I appreciate that. I was smart. So you're smart. You know exactly what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's part of like being a smart said, dude. Yeah, and you're paying you know, attention the, to the room. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's a little transparent, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But do you and how do you guys relate to it when it comes to your relationships with um, with women or dating or marriage or whatever it might be? You know, do you feel like um, I could ask you even for the for the larger population of men? Do you feel like it's hard to balance those things in terms of your actions and behaviors? Because I know for me, I've had a lot of empathy for men over the last, you know, many decades since the women's movement. And then going back to, you know, you hear women want chivalry and they want to be paid for and they want their door open, yet they want to also make their own decisions and they don't want to be bossed around and they want to be in the workplace. It's like I, I imagine it's very confusing completely. And I really feel for that. And I I'm confusing with this. Personally, I act confusing sometimes Mm -hmm. to men with this. So I'm curious how that informs how you guys deal with your relationships or, you know, courting of women or whatever, you know. So I've been a part of and have led men's groups for about 10 years. And I I currently run a, a men's group here in New York City. Rob, you're welcome to come as a guest. And Callie, if you've got other dudes. They let me in. Yeah. If you've got dudes you want to bring up. One of our pillars is redefining what it means to be a man in 2017, mm-hmm. based on everything you just shared. What does it really mean, right? Uh, and I do think that there are certain elements of a man that I I believe are important to honor. Men, I do believe, are different than women and vice versa. Yeah. I do think that men uh, process things and make decisions differently. I think men interact with people and the world differently than women, and again, vice versa. And so part of what our men's group is about is honoring what it means to be a man, like at the core. Like I think one of the values of a man is to still protect. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that regardless of how you know new age we've gotten and how evolved we've gotten i think that men part of our role is to take care yeah is to is to let the world know i've got your back yeah it doesn't mean that you you can't handle it it doesn't mean you're weak or weaker it just means as a man my energy like who i be is i've got it i've got yeah. your back i'm going to take care of things yeah. yeah and i think at a fundamental core level and i certainly can't speak for all women out there but 
I think we want that. I know I do. I mean, even in our show open, we joke, you know, one of the lines that we took from the montage in our show open from an earlier show is I say I'm a sexist feminist, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's exactly to that point. Um, so I don't I never intend to be confusing, but I like to me, that is a that's a core found part of my foundation of something that I desire from my man. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think there's a difference. You know, one of the things I do when I work with clients is I want everyone to feel empowered, especially women. And especially if they've had men in their life who told them they can't do it or they're not equals. Right. And I want them to feel as big as they can possibly be. Absolutely. At the same time, I've noticed with clients and I've also noticed in dating in my own life where some women have been so focused on success and being professional and achieving that they've forgotten to be a woman and they've gotten really self-sufficient right. to a fault where they have trouble letting a guy into it's their true. life. They have trouble letting a guy open the door or just doing old fashioned chivalrous stuff yeah. like that because they're so used to being in control or, or being in charge and making sure that things happen where they feel like they have to control everything. Yeah. It, it's also, it's also to that point, some of it is a defense mechanism from if you've experienced years of disappointment and right. like New York city is a tough place to date. It's sort of known for that. I don't like to dignify those things, but you hear a lot of people talking that way. Right. I think a lot of that behavior really comes from, well, I got to make this all happen for myself because no one's doing it with me or for yeah. me. And so it, you know, it's not always necessarily a conscious choice so much mm-hmm. as it is a reaction, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. So silence the crowd on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, we're we're pondering. <laughs> we're very pondering. deep thoughts yeah, from Callie yeah. Alpert. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll kind of wrap things up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rob and Callie Show. Tonight we have Coach Nick on the show, and so Nick's going to talk about some of the rules of being an effective dude. Dude, dude. So I've got a few. I've got a few f- rules for being an effective dude. And again, we could spend a whole show on on each one of them because uh, there's a lot to them. But I, I'd say one rule is as a dude to stay out of the cave, the proverbial cave. Mm. I do think the cave is important and part of the process, which often many women don't get. And I think it's important that they honor that part of a man. That a man, when they're making a decision or there's been a breakdown or some frustration, they do need to go to the cave. Yeah. The, the disruption is not to stay in the cave for too long. So instead of staying in the cave for two weeks, two months, two years, 20 minutes, two hours, that's okay. When it goes beyond that, right? And again, I'm just making up arbitrary numbers, but you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. That's when the issue happens. But going into the cave, it's part of a man's process. I think it's actually can be good. Yeah. Just don't stay there too long. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to take some space. And I've had girlfriends who have problems just even with that expression, I need some space. Exactly. And it's like, it's nothing personal. I just need to go off on my own a little and I'll come back. Right. I'm always having this conversation with my girlfriend about, I actually like my alone time. You know, and and, 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 I, and listen, I am a people person, meaning, you know, I'm, I'm around people all day. I'm coaching, training, right, facilitating. And at the same time, I just need my me, my yeah. alone space yeah. for a little bit. And I get so energized 
after that. Yeah. And so my girlfriend and I have had this great, these great conversations. She totally gets it now. And she sees me more alive after that. Yeah. And also it's just because we have to learn not to take it personally. And it, I think it depends on the solidarity and security of your relationship. Yes. Too. I totally agree. And th- I think that's the responsibility of the dude. Yeah. To, to keep explaining, which is, again, in my relationship, that's what I've done, is to keep explaining why and what does this create and why it's important mm-hmm. and, to, and, to, and, and to explain that, which is one of the second, which is the second rule, which is for a man to speak up and not to uh, step around or step a uh, step above things that are happening. I think way too often guys have it like, well, I'll just keep the peace and I won't say anything. And what ends up happening is they swallow their voice and they they go. And this goes on for months and for years. And in the end, they don't feel taken care of because they feel like, well, they feel inauthentic. And I think when a guy is walking around inauthentically, they're disempowered and they take themselves off the stage and they go into the audience and now they're watching they're watching the 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 play transpire and so one of the rules of disruption for for to be a better dude is speak up like everything is is there for a conversation and women love conversation so what (laughs) what better partner because it festers and we pick up on it too i mean exactly energetically it's not you know i think again generalizations but it's a primal desire of many men to fix exactly that's a version of fixing is not messing you know not getting messy and i think for us we pick up on that and we find it just to be another brick wall that feels very impenetrable when we rather hear a negative feeling than nothing yeah and that's the third rule which which is let your ladies get upset. Yeah. Like be cool with it. I always tell the, the, the men in my men's groups for the nice last one. 10 years is that women are committed to, to a relationship. They're committed to their dude. And let them come at you. Let them get mad. Let them get... Like, that's part of a woman... That's a woman's process is to express and to express often and express in a lot of different ways and cover from A to Z every point. Be okay with it. Honor their process mm-hmm. just like you want a woman to honor your process. So that's... That's a third one. Yeah, and I just want to say about that one, it was such a huge step for me in my own life to allow people in general to be upset with me. Like instead of trying yes. to fix it or or feel like I, I was guilty or I felt right. ashamed or I did something wrong, it's like, all right, they're upset with me. They'll get over it and then we'll talk again. Right. Yeah. So whether it's a romantic relationship or whatever, it's I agree. so important to just allow people to be upset. Yeah, there's a guy in my men's group who always says, and I love that he says this, he always says, we'll clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. as long as there's a commitment, it, yeah, and it exactly. goes back to one of the other rules I shared earlier about having a higher purpose. If your higher purpose is to awaken people or whatever, whatever it is, you'll take care of all those relationships that are caca in that moment. It's actually perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect yeah. where it is. It's also a good measure of uh, you know. Rob and I have talked about this a lot in our own friendship and you know and um, externally that the you know it's a great measure of any relationship is when you can walk through the you know the tough and shitty messy times together and come out on the other end I agree it's a measure of your commitment and it also shows that there's nothing wrong with you because someone has issue or doesn't like you on a certain day doesn't mean there's exactly. anything wrong with you but I think it's up for, it's it's on us to know that about ourselves yeah and there's something great about messiness there's something yes. great about being messy and witnessing somebody being messy and supporting it's them while they're messy yeah it's it is li- real it's real yeah yeah, someone once said to me, uh, you know, people are messy. 
you know, relationships are messy. Yeah. And so when you really lean in and you immerse yourself in that relationship, it is messy. I mean, people's stuff, my stuff, your stuff, it is messy. And at the same time, I do think that's the juice. I think that's what brings people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a fourth one would, a fourth rule would be, uh, in the spirit of leaning in, um, don't be the lone ranger. And I always say the lone ranger in this case is not a superhero, right? He's not, he's not the... Um, he, that's not, that's not what's wanted and needed. Right. What I mean by that specifically, women are amazing at having an infrastructure of support around them. You know, most women have their go-to person for, you know, gossiping, their go-to person for shopping, their go-to person for drinks, their go-to person to talk about books. They have a go-to person, right? They've got like their Rolodex, right? Where guys are basically operating like, I'm all alone in the world. No one understands me. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk to anybody. You know, I'm embarrassed to, or people won't get me. And so, again, it, it's related to being in the cave, but it's a little different in that go and create an infrastructure around you. It's one of the, the big benefits of my men's group is that you have a community of men, mm-hmm. of, of a brotherhood, yeah. supporting each other yeah. and saying, hey, Say whatever you want to say. Be whomever you want to be. I'm going to also challenge you. I'm going to also hold you accountable. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you without any judgment. I mean, I think, I think that's what's really important for, for men also is that, that they are part of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fifth one would be, and we touched on this in the last segment, which is really that your superpower really does lie in your ability to be vulnerable. Um, and, and what I mean by that in this case is, Vulnerability gives people access to you. That is the, that's the way for people to actually get your heart, to get who you are at the core. And um, I, I forget the uh, uh, Brene Brown. Um, mm-hmm. who's, yeah, who's the preeminent she, vulnerability put it on the main really yeah and she talks about the, 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 the she's got all these statistics and all this research and she talks about how what people need most in the world is connection mm-hmm. and the way to be connected actually is through vulnerability and so for 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 a rule to be a better dude mm-hmm. is to actually share your heart is to actually be okay with hey my bad I made a mistake. I don't know this. I should have done this or I shouldn't have done that, right? Being okay with all that. That part of being a warrior is actually saying, hey, I dropped the ball on that. Yeah. It's on me, mm-hmm. right? Because what an example that would be, right? Imagine in, in our country, we've had more people just saying, hey, that's on me, yeah, right? I own this one. And here's what I'm going to do now. And here's what I'm going to do to actually make it different, make it better. Yeah, I mean, the world would be a very different place if everybody took a little, just even a little more responsibility for themselves. Right. That's a grand dream. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I need to go back to one little thing and take issue with you. This is very nitpicky. Okay, here we go. Um, I love it. You're, you're, She's, you're, she no longer has a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> now she's holding no, you crush, accountable. Yeah, yeah, no, my crush is still there. Don't okay, worry. Okay, cool. My radio crush. Um, you, uh, you were just giving hypotheticals about women and the different women that they have to go to in their infrastructure. Mm. And you said gossip first and shopping second. And I want to tell you, <laughs> I relate to neither. And so I just, you know, I, I know, Fair enough. you know, I know you're just, you're just, um, Fair just enough. giving hypotheticals, Fair enough. but I just It, it may be say, my unconscious bias. My, perhaps I'm you know? just pointing it out. Yeah. There's yeah. There's plenty of other reasons we women find each other and go to each other. Yeah. I don't do either of those things. I don't yeah. enjoy either of those things. I don't do either of those things. Well, by the way, men gossip also. You know, and and I think that people gossip, right? Yeah. And, and well, what some I, do, some people kibitz or whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, I think women are just awesome at having an infrastructure 
so that they don't go into the proverbial cave, right? That they are actually sharing themselves and they're, they're learning from people listening to them. Mm-hmm. And I think more men could use more of that as well. Yeah. And again, that's, yeah. I think that's been one of the benefits of the men's group that, I, that I've run, which is guys have the opportunity to just come and share. Yeah. Uh, and not have to have anything fixed either. It's just like, here's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And because you, you get that sort of thing where sometimes competition comes in and maybe issues from your family competing with a brother or father or whatever, and you want to look cool and you get that whole thing where I got to look better than the next guy. And right. it's about practicing. No, I don't have to be better than I can just be me. And I think that's one of the most empowering things about my life these days. And it's funny that you picked up on it. I am just feeling like the best Rob I've ever been. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a lot of work over the years and getting older and different things, just getting comfortable in my own body, my own skin and, and in my own soul. But it's like when when we get centered like that and we don't worry about competing or looking good, then we look the best. It reminds me of Amy Poehler said, the coolest thing is when you're not worried about looking cool. Right. Like that's the coolest <laughs> cool. thing to people. Right. It's like you can't be, you know, I mean, people that are sexy don't try to be sexy. Right. You don't know what they, you know, you're not consciously doing that. I, I'm not. It doesn't I work. Just, I just am. <laughs> and you know what? I just can't help myself. Right. I don't try. I just am. You, and you know, I actually think it goes ties back to the trust <laughs> distinction that I mentioned earlier. When you trust that you're enough, when you trust that you're more than enough, that you're good exactly where you are, that it's you're perfect, the situation, the dynamic is perfect. When you trust and you can just sort of lean into that, yeah, then you are cool or sexy or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're you're striving for. Yeah. yeah, it's really just about being like being yourself, being as comfortable as you said in your, in your skin, right. being the best you you can be, which sounds, you know. Maybe it sounds a little like cliche speak, but I think that's really what we're getting at. Yeah, that's right. like that's the goal. Yeah. So I can't believe we're at the end know, of another episode. Hour. It was so great, Coach Nick. Yeah, thank, thank you for you being guys. on the show. Thank how you can, so much. Awesome. So nice to have yeah, you. Yeah, tell us how can people get a hold of you, your show, all that stuff. Sure. Thanks for 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 asking and offering. Uh, Dudes of Disruption. We're on Podomatic and on iTunes, and we've been ranking in the top ten uh, for podcasts for for a long time. Nice. nice. Thank you. Um, you can catch the show live, the Dudes of Disruption on. As you said earlier, WHCR, 90.3 FM here in New York City. And uh, if you want to contact me, I'm Coach Nick at CoachNick.com. I try to keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Nick <laughs> at CoachNick.com. Um, and again, thank you guys for having me. Cool. It's cool. a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. It was so great. Anything you want to say before we go? Just really quickly, what's a dudette? Ooh, a dudette. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure on me. A du- You're definitely a dudette. Am I? Okay. Yeah. Thank I mean, I, I, now I can exhale. I, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was, I think a dude that is, is, uh, you know, similar to, to, to a dude. I think they, um, they're, they're comfortable with who, who they are. Um, they can be both a woman and honor what it means to be a woman. And you can define what that is, right? Cause I'm not a woman. And at the same time, also take risks and break barriers and break status quo and disrupt some of the automatics that have existed. Um, I think it's really, really sexy when a woman disrupts a lot of the automatics, not accepting just because this was handed down to me and instead saying, maybe I'll choose this and maybe I'll choose something different. Yeah. Well, that's our future show then for another time. Thank you for that. I really yeah. appreciate it. Excellent explanation. Thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you let me do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, dude, you're so articulate. Yeah. I'm like, you just go with it, man. And you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. This is the end of another episode. Thanks for listening, y'all. Take care.